Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. You make me feel special. Hey guys, welcome back to the 36th episode of Believe NK Pop. And this week we have another lovely guest by the name of Lai Francis, accomplished journalist um, in the K-pop realm and outside of it with a number of different mediums. And also she works for a comic company, I don't know how to describe it, but a comic company that represents people like Archie and Betty Boop. And she actually gave me merch when we visited, when I visited her in uh, New York in September. Um, so shout out to her for giving me that sick Riverdale shirt. Um, also, what happened this week? Well, this, uh, so it's funny. Well, it's not funny, actually. Um, everyone's been comparing this year in K-pop to 2014 and whether it's worse or not um it's been a quite uh quite the roller coaster of a year um obviously as of recent um you know a lot of tragedy has happened like Sully passing as well as Hwal from um the boys leaving his group um Woojin from Stray Kids leaving the group and then as of today Wano from Monster X leaving the group it's just honestly all over the place and then uh, obviously earlier this year BI um, the whole Sungri thing and then also uh, Laun I hope I'm pronouncing that right Laun from On and Off left as well so it's just been a crazy crazy year and I know there's a girl group member that has left her group as well at some point so it's just been wild um and um GD got out of the military so that's I guess that's fun um to talk about um but there's also still a lot of comebacks going on and things like that and it's just wild that Monster X apparently has to continue to go on with their promotions even after this so I feel for them heavy I feel for all the groups and all the fandoms that are having to go through all of this right now, and especially the people who are themselves, the, the, the idols and the people within it themselves, as well as their family and friends, who I'm sure are struggling as well. So it's just, it's interesting, but, you know, hopefully this podcast, this episode gives you guys a little bit of a uh, uplift um, in terms of just learning more about the K-pop scene in a positive way. Um, this week, I got to see Hyoidin, Hyoidin. Um, busking on Santa Monica in Santa Monica and it was such a beautiful sight Um, the sun was setting so it was kind of like picturesque not even kind of it was picturesque so that was really cool um, to be able to witness um, while she was there and she sang beautifully she sang a number of American or American pop songs as well as uh, Boy With Love and then some of her songs as well Um, so that was great. And uh, yeah, so that's what we have going on for this week. Let's just segue right into this fun interview with Lai. Give her a follow if you can. She will be mentioning her socials at the end of the podcast. Thanks so much for listening once again and enjoy. And what's up, y'all? Welcome back to the 36th episode of Believe in K-Pop. And we have a lovely guest here who I think I messaged you like two months ago, right before the Build series with Day 6, if I could have you on. Um, but since then, we've had a lot more to talk about and for me to learn about. Um, so we have Lai Francis on the podcast today. Thank you for having me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And um, I think, so Lai, it, you're a writer. And now, or I guess on your Twitter bio, it says content creator, multimedia journalist. You do write for uh, Pop Crush and Tomorrow Mag. Um, and you've done stuff for Billboard as well. And then uh, K-pop stars too. And so, and I guess most recently, or I guess within the last two months, you've been doing stuff with Build. Um, as well and hopefully maybe a little bit in the future um so yeah thank you for coming on but we first met back during kcon when ats you were interviewing ats yeah you were you were helping me behind the scenes and you were recording the footage 
that I wish I could release, but I can't. <laughs> I know. Yo, it was wild. That was just a wild day because I just, I was like that morning, and I haven't said this out loud yet, but like, I don't even, honestly, I might end up having to cut this out, but I'm just going to say it. Uh, but I was in the shower that morning and I'm just sitting there like, they're coming to my apartment what the fuck <laughs> like I was just so like floored like it wasn't my apartment apartment obviously it was a rooftop area but like yeah that was just a wild no, day um yeah in your area yeah exactly it was just like I, I I have to be there to make sure it happens oh I think you don't know this I'm gonna okay so I just realized I, I thought about it just now but so I knew who you were back in like November of last year because I was planning this BTS army uh like festa thing and mm-hmm. I went to KCON's page and I was looking at, I was like, oh, I want to invite like media and journalists. And I went to a, the, it was the 2018 page. And I was looking at the different like women and how you, um, you know, panels like K-pop meet or like, you know, breaking news, K-pop, you know, breaking K-pop yeah. news, like panels and everything like that. And I saw you and I was like, oh, she's cool. Like, let me DM her. I DM'd you. I don't know if I don't know if the DM is still yep. there. Yeah, I did. I DM. I was like, "Hey, would you want to come to this thing?" It was a while back. I have to go check and see if it's still there. But it, what? Yeah, yo, I think it actually might have been. It might have been through my like the BTS Army one. Oh, that, like we're doing it from. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't want to expose. But it was one of the, it was through Instagram, but it was, I can't remember exactly where it was from, but I was like, and when I first met you, I was like, oh, that's, oh, I get to see Lai in person now. Like I, I remember, I knew who she was. Or so we met for, through ATs um, and you then did the, the beers build series um, in September with day six yeah. and you were like, oh my gosh, I'm so nervous. And I was like, I have, I was just like, I was like, she's going to do well. Like you have a cool vibe and you did really well. Um, and it felt like very like friendly. Yeah amongst thank you you know did you feel that way on stage did you feel like you were nervous at all okay well I was shitting my pants <laughs> okay. I mean okay. I, I told you this beforehand yeah um that I was shitting my pants because I've I've done I've done a, a good amount of interviews in the past and a lot of them were recorded like audio recorded and they were written interviews and so this was going to be my first live interview. And I always told myself, you know, I always wanted to do a podcast or I wish the interviews that I've done were uh, recorded or were seen yeah. live because it would be a much more intimate experience for fans and for the artists to uh, just be intimate and, and be themselves and show more personality. I really thought about how I could go about day six with day six but this wasn't my first time meeting them um um, i've I've met them in the past i met them for their past two shows actually just briefly Mm -hmm. just to Mm -hmm. say hi and then at least when i found out they were doing u.s promotions i was like all right the guys know me the least i can do is make them feel comfortable on their first u.s press run right music i'm a fan of theirs they they know they are familiar with my face then why not so mm-hmm. I was like pushing for it. I told uh, their publicist, I was like, all right, I want to do this. Like I'll, if there's a build series interview that I want to do, I want to do it day six. Cause mm-hmm. you know, the, it, even for them, I was talking to them after the, before, before build series. And when we were talking backstage, you're like, yeah, this is our first press run. And I was like, look, it's my first time too. We can do this together as as long as we are very, uh, as long as we're f- comfortable with each other, we'll make it yeah. friendly. It we'll make it fun. That's that's that is the aura of how I want to do interviews. I want to yeah. make people. I want to make the subjects I'm interviewing comfortable with who they are, uh, who yeah. they want to be, and I want them to be themselves. And that's because everyone's sick of asking the same amount of questions yeah. and the same structured or or scripted answers. And that's why the questions that I ask at Build are somewhat similar to what you would hear in a typical interview, but at the same time with a little twist. A little more context, too, I feel like. Um, and just like you can I felt like I felt the comfortability there. Like you were like like bros with them, you know? Yeah. That's what I felt. And I, yeah, I like that. Yeah. Yeah. And so so then I guess what were you most surprised by in that experience? Uh, I guess... 
I was, I guess I was surprised, surprising myself at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, that I, you know, I managed to do it because I, my, the thing I was actually nervous about was getting that introduction down and reading from a teleprompter that was moving. Oh, so there's a teleprompter. Yeah, because I had to write the intro for... Oh, right. Yes. Okay. Oh, that's uh, what I was going to ask you. Did you... You wrote that intro? Yes. Oh, my gosh. It was so good. It was, like, so animated, too. I wouldn't have been able to do it. Thanks. Uh, thanks. <laughs> I, <laughs> but my, I, I was practicing that introduction for a good three days. Uh. Uh, I was trying to, like, memorize it and get it down, but... I, I I told myself I have to act natural with it. I can't just read it off like a like a script or something. So mm. I tried to read it in a way that it was more conversational, right? Uh, as, as like you said, more animated and and I'm glad I did not stutter. <laughs> that was really <laughs> one of my worries. I'm glad I did not stutter. And once I said like my last few sentences, I when the lights went off, I literally laid back on the seat and like took. And exhaled so long. Really? I, yeah, I re- I had a sigh of relief. Or were they still <laughs> sitting there when you did that? Were you like, I don't even no, care, y'all? No, it came out midway through the music video. So they didn't see me <laughs> like do the intro. Oh, oh, okay. So the way it's cut for some reason on... Yeah, the way it's cut, when it's uploaded, um, it goes straight to them. Oh, okay. So I was thinking about that. I was like, oh, it's interesting. They're watching you do the intro. And then it's like, oh, hey, no, we're here. The interview, I would have, I would have ran. I would have jumped out. <laughs> no, and so then, so then it goes like, so you do the intro, lights go off, music video, then they come on during the music video. Last thirty seconds, last minute or thirty seconds, yeah. Okay, and then and then how do and then you say like, welcome day six, and then they're like, hey, yeah, and we're back, uh, like, and we're day. back. Ah, uh, got it. Okay, okay, okay. Ah, uh, okay. That's a good trick. It, it, it's edited really well because I would not. I was just like, oh, they're just staring at her as she's doing the intro. <laughs> um, yeah, the trick was like, oh, we uh, we would like for you to um, give a break, uh, like take a break or take a couple beats before you say welcome, and then oh. bam, that's how they, that's how it's edited real well. <laughs> Wait, so is someone cueing you? Yes, no, there's a queue. There's a, like red lights going on. Yeah, okay. Okay. And so then when the the interview started, I think we talked about this too. You were just like your mind just went not blank, but you were just like just go. Just like just Yeah, I just, went on, yeah. I just went on focus mode. I just Yeah. went through the cue cards, started drafting what to say in my head, um and I was just going. And I'm just glad that the guys were with it. <laughs> those cue cards are they just the questions themselves or you just have little bullet points there's no talking points at all so like you said you've met day six a couple of times before and you interviewed stray kids as well within the recent year or so um what what's it like you know from the outside looking in at least i feel like the way i see jyp um and the way they um have interviews happen um it's very controlled if you will um or just just monitored um and so i want to know if there was a difference between what you saw in your interview with stray kids and your interview with day six to be honest i didn't see any difference really Uh, okay i didn't feel controlled at all and maybe that's because the questions i have are just very friendly Mm, (laughs) or asking these questions make it so conversational that you forget that it's an interview right yeah so like when I was asking questions to to uh, Bang Chan uh, for Stray Kids, like he was very animated with it, and so were so was Ji Sung, and and then so was Felix, and the vibe that I get uh, now that we are talking with J- about JYP artists, they're super humble. Like it's no um. like ridiculously humble. Like that, that's you know that's one of the things that JYP Entertainment. Um, really takes pride in uh with and and it shows that they they do respect the people that they work with no matter who who you are in the industry a media person a makeup person staff person someone behind the scenes they acknowledge everyone and they respect everyone because that's who that's what who makes them them today and i mean i'm not i'm not i'm not downplaying to other labels like i feel 
I feel I feel that with the other labels as well. Mm-hmm. But I have never had an actual group do their formal introduction to me like JYP does. Like you know, you know how you know how groups do like their uh their their introductions like Hana Yeah. 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 They all did that to me and I was just like, "Whoa." Really? I was like, "Whoa, this is <laughs> We are, there's no cameras. Relax. This, I'm, it, it came to the point where I was actually blushing because I was like, this is too overwhelming. You guys are too nice. What did I do to deserve this? <laughs> You're like, wait, am I supposed to be here right now? Yeah, what? Are there cameras around? But it was a very humbling experience. It really was. Um, and wow. That, that was a, that was an everlasting impression that Stray Kids has had on me. Um, def for, for yeah, and, and I think that will that will definitely have that engraved, and 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 I support those guys. You know, they might yeah. be tough time right now, but yeah. Stray Kids is is really a group to look out for. I mean, if if people are sleeping on them, I don't know why you are. They're a great group. I you know what, I agree. I agree. They it's odd, and also just a side note, like with Mama came out with like some of their their predict or their award show nominees and yeah. Stray Kids was nowhere to be found and I was like that's the disappointment so mad about that but it's no. interesting you say that because uh a lot of people have this like image or stereotype stereotypical image of JYP as being this like wholesome boy or girl next door group where like they don't really get into trouble they're just they do what they're supposed to do they're good at it and it's well packaged and it's like nice you know yeah. um and I, I definitely I feel that just with their leaders um, at the same time too. But speaking of, you said like with JYP um, being humble is a, is a characteristic that all of them have. One thing when I was watching 16 um, that I realized what he, what he was saying when these girls are going through this competition, which is for people that don't know, that was the twice his survival show um, was that you need to have confidence to be in JYP. You need to have confidence, charisma. And there was a third thing I can't remember, but it just made me think about that. Um, It's like a confidence charisma, but like it's a understated, it's not like flaunting. I, I do remember those three characteristics. Right, right. Yeah. And so I guess, okay, so aside from, you know, interviewing all these really cool groups um, and everything, you're a huge once. Um, and you just oh, got back. You me like that. Damn. <laughs> I'm sorry. You're a twice enthusiast, I mean, you know. <laughs> I'm a girl group enthusiast. Let's a girl go. group enthusiast. <laughs> let's not, let's not single out. Yeah. You're a girl group enthusiast and you just got back from Seoul for their <laughs> kidding (laughs) so i i was for one i was watching 16 and okay there were some things just a side note there were some things in it that i was like okay like it was interesting compared to um other survival shows like so i watched i've seen monster x's stray kids and icons and um i feel like there was more of like a a story narrative in between their little competitions but i felt like 16 was majority like on the competition itself like when they were in front of the judges like that's like out of the hour show it was like 45 minutes of the show is when they're in front of them you know like the preparation that they would show was it was like all com- it was all competition preparations yeah. for the competition right and they, they, it was like even it was more like it was stray kids you would see them making the beats you'd see them making the stuff but like you'd see quick clips of like nyan nyan like practicing or momo practicing but like it was always like within 15 minutes it was like let's cut to okay now we're in front of the judges which was interesting just see like comparing it to the other dynamics of, of different shows but um at one point there was a photo shoot that they did where um they had to take pictures with random objects uh, and yes. um somi who obviously she's not in twice but somi was holding a fish and it was a live fish and i'm looking <laughs> at this i'm like isn't this animal cruelty <laughs> <laughs> yes i do remember seeing that episode <laughs> I hope, like, was I the only one? Like, she, like, in the picture that they liked, they chose was her dropping the fish. And I'm like, that fish is like, like, and it was out of its element and it was just like trying to breathe. I was like, what the heck is this? I just wish that fish was eaten well afterwards, you know? I, yeah. I hope it was misery, was it was taken out of its misery, not in that tub (laughs) still. Oh man. Anyway, what did you think of 16? Was that the thing that got you into twice? 16? 
Um, actually, the thing that got me into Twice was, uh, believe it or not, it was two years ago during their Likey signal, uh, their Likey era. So uh-huh. that, literally two years ago, this time, this is wow. the of Likey. Um, I was just going through some tough shit during that time. I was not mm-hmm. in a good place, um, and I'm pretty sure that you know that's how a lot of people who discover music or new groups or, or K-pop artists go through. Yeah. You know? You go through tough times and you discover something new and you 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 fall in love and you, you become a fan of it. But mm. even prior to that, um, I was I knew who Twice was. Um, I was actually bummed because I wanted to see them at KCON New York in 2017. Mm. Um, I was actually di- there that day and I heard them rehearsing, but I had to leave for a flight to go to Spain, which ended up being eight hour delayed, which which means I couldn't. Oh concert oh and that and the thing the, what pains what pains me the most is the fact that kcon 2017 in new york was literally in my backyard right. <laughs> Ten oh minutes my gosh. so um that was the thing that hurt me the most uh i wish i did i wish i got to see more of signal um because i do love signal a lot of people do not like signal yeah i love signal <laughs> That shit slaps. I don't care. Fight me at me. <laughs> care, but um, sixteen. When I got into the black hole of twice, I watched sixteen, and it literally wrecked my bias, or like, mm. let's say, changed my point of view on on the group and made me respect them more than I already beyond the music and the music videos that um, I was seeing, obviously, because you get who the the, the people are behind the group and and what they dealt with. Um, It was savage. It was savage. Totally, man. And and the shit that Jihyo went through. Yeah. God, you know? I I felt for her, man. Mm -hmm. I, I have so much respect for her. Out of all the the leaders in this generation um, of of K-pop groups, I I would have to say Jiho definitely takes the cake in terms of girl groups. Mm. Ten years of training, then going through sixteen, like how that's a that takes a mental toll on you, you know? Yeah, and and even and in, in that she's when when she would get criticized for quote unquote being chubby or whatever, uh. She would not, she wouldn't go, I think out of, I don't know, I haven't watched it all the way through yet, but like, she wouldn't cry. She was like, you know, I've tried to lose weight. She was just very like matter of fact about everything. On top of that, like she was, I think she was sometimes like in the major category and then sometimes most, like probably like half the time was in the minor category. So it was like, this girl has been training for the past 10 years and still people are like, "Mm, you're not good enough, you know? And she's yeah. just like, you know what? You know what? I'm trying. Oh, well, look at her now. She's Twitter's girlfriend. She's Twitter's girl. Wait, what does that mean? Girlfriend. Okay. Twitter's so girlfriend? She's Twitter's girlfriend. Because you know that fancy fan cam of her? You, you uh, have that one no. fan dancing to fancy in that blue floral dress. Oh, my God. No. I'm so bad. <laughs> oh, no. It's Okay. The, that the, that fan cam itself went viral. I believe it's over one million views already. Like over one, yeah, over one million views since uh, within like days or weeks since that performance. Oh wow! And then, like everyone just fell head over heels for Jihyo. And, I mean, who wouldn't? Honestly, when she got when she cut her hair and got the bob cut, I feel like everything has changed. So wait, so why, but why that fan cam? Like why specifically I, that one? I think it's because, I, to be honest, she just looks gorgeous. Um, okay. She looks gorgeous. I mean, she's very talented the, through her dance. I guess that mm. also shows how much of, uh, how much she deserves to be in the dance line of Twice. <laughs> Um, mm, I see. I, I honestly would consider her as part of the dance line next to Momo and Cheung and and and, mm-hmm. and uh, Mina. So then, so uh, one thing I noticed also while watching Sixteen was that um, at some parts, as they're kind of transitioning to something else, you hear. I heard like the the melody of Knock Knock under it, and I was like, oh dang, they had that like like that was made before way before 16 or like it was like plant did you hear that like, there are some parts where they like have the 
the undertones like in the competition show? Honestly, I actually read about that uh, yeah. on Twitter every now and then. I didn't bother to look back at it, but I'm not surprised. Because a lot of the songs that are used in K-pop in general are stored in archives and used every now and then, then recycled and finalized on an actual track. Oh, I see, I see. Is that like a thing that, sorry, is that a thing that like people like or onces don't like to talk about that like it was already pre-made? No, I don't think so. Um, I mean, it's out in the open. It's just music, you know? A lot, mm-hmm, of, mm-hmm. A lot of the songs that were used in 16 were revived and, and re-recorded for Twice's uh, future albums. Right, right. Like, okay. You know, I'm going to be a star. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Song. Um, and then I'm Going Crazy, Micho Nabata. It's a really good song. And um, yeah, there are, uh, there are other songs on there um, that I, I have uh, completely forgot. But yeah, I mean, it's it's they use it to just further market the group and, and for the presence of, uh, you know, getting familiar with the group and, and what what songs they've already sung in the past. Right. And I think it's interesting that, so for me, when I, like, knowing about K-pop, when I, you know, started paying attention to Twice, I did not like them. Um, and Ooh, I didn't like I, I feel like it's very interesting when people tell me that. And I, and I take no offense at all. Mm. I, I, I'm always interested to know why. Yeah, I think it was, it was just the antithesis of, like, every, or maybe it was, like, maybe i you know what let's psychologically like was it was it i don't know if it was like me being like oh i wish i was that girly or i wish i was like that like cutesy with things and like able to be like huh you know but uh i also felt like it was like i was i think i just gotten into um bts and uh-huh. it was like you know all oh, they self you know they produce everything blah 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 and just for some reason i was like they're a factory machine like they are like just a money maker like and tr- i mean they are but like it was just like there's no way like they have any you know involvement in their production that they're doing because yeah. uh you know they just they just know how to sing look pretty and do blah 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 and i don't know for some reason just the the people i was around it was just i felt like i was like okay yeah no not my vibe not my vibe and then over time i started giving them more attention obviously the tunes are catchy and then i watched um their M- music video commentary that like mnet does yeah, yeah every yeah. comeback and they were like well, yeah they, they were like oh yeah uh chaeyoung helped to write the song and jungyeon write helped write the song and i was like wait what they really i <laughs> and so i learned all of this through this and now i feel like an idiot because i like i was just short-sighted and thought like oh there's no way they could help so how yeah. much how much like involvement do they have in their like their music video or their song production and things like that and concepts a lot of the raps from what i remember um dahyun and and chaeyoung were actually very involved in writing the raps um Mm. in the past when uh from what i remember when twice Instagram came out with which was the album where Likey was the the single there's a song called love line and that was the first song jongyeon wrote Honestly, that was my favorite song, the mm. favorite side. Um, but they're very, I think as time progressed from that album, I could be wrong. Don't take my word for it. But from Toystagram and on, uh, the members have become very confident in, in, in taking part of writing the lyrics to songs. So uh, from, I'd say from Feel Special. Mm-hmm. Everyone has written a song except for Chewy. Really? Yes, everyone has written a song. Uh, written a song from Chewy. Actually, with Feel Special, Chewy took part in writing uh, "Twenty One Twenty Nine," which is okay. a ballad that everyone in the group took part in writing in, which is a song that they wrote for once. Um, right. What does "Twenty One Twenty Nine" stand for? It actually stands for the time they ended. They finished writing that song. However, fans have interpreted. That twenty one twenty nine means two once to nine, which is nine members of. Oh, it's just very clever. But that's actually the time that they ended writing the song, uh, when they were on tour in the Philippines. So ah, I see. Yeah, everyone was very. Everyone was every member of the group was involved in writing that song. 
Um, and then actually that whole album was written by different members, except for Feel Special itself. So yeah, Love Foolish was written by Momo. Rainbow was written by Nyon. Uh, Get Loud was written by Chihyo. Dying mm. wrote Trick It. Um, wow, you know like who wrote <laughs> what too. My God. <laughs> Yo, that's, that's serious though. Serious. And, and so then what do you say to people like me who used to write them off like, oh, they're just a bunch of girls that like to do egg yo and they just, bleh, you know? What do you say to people like that, you know, to be like, listen. And, and I remember when, when we met in New York, you were like, like you are going to become a once and I was like I don't know but okay (laughs) what do you say to people I I definitely like enjoy their stuff like I'm I'm telling like as I'm watching more and more of their stuff I'm like "Mm, I can see it I can I feel I feel I'm being pulled but what do you say to people that are still just like I can't get with that cutie cutie concept and they are getting out of it obviously right now with fancy and feel special and that kind of thing. But what's, what would you say to persuade somebody to be like, look, twice is that and more. Yeah. Or just get, have them be neutral on things. Exactly. Yeah. Um, honestly, I, I wouldn't persuade anyone, but you know, knowing me as a, as I do love the group and, and I do love girl groups. Mm. Uh, I'll do anything in my will to promote girl groups and female soloists in the K-pop industry. Um, mm. I'd actually give them a variety show clip or okay. give them uh, something that shows their personality rather than the music. Because the first thing that you, that got you their impression, that gave you that impression of them was their music, right? So right. I could give you another thing that doesn't have to do with their music, like something, a variety show clip of them doing the whisper challenge and yelling at each other or playing games for twice tv then that shows you another side of them that makes you fall in love or makes you attracted to their personality rather than their music and probably by then you get to learn more and actually to be honest with you that's how i managed to overcome um 16 sana to who sana is today <laughs> what wow. really yeah I, I, I never hated Sana. I never hated I'm saying that. I've never hated Sana. But she was like one of the members that I never really thought I'd, you know, be my favorite. But now she's like my ultimate favorite. Mm. You know, yeah. On 16, when she did that little, like, she was cooking or something. Cooking I was like, show? what the heck am I? And then I remember, I, I've just heard throughout time, like, oh, Sana's the, she's really good at variety shows. Yeah, um, and I saw her on Happy Together, and I was like, I thought she was really cute and funny with how she and, and Chewy also when they were like, oh, I guess she wasn't like she wasn't Sana, but she was like very dry, which was really funny to yeah. me too. Yeah, she has like so, this co- comedic aspect to her that I love. Exactly, like, and that's stuff I wouldn't have get. Like, what's what's Momo's personality like? Oh, Momo, Momo, they call her the they call her the slow one. <laughs> Oh no! Really? I, mean, I mean, if you watch, um, it, ask what was that show? Ask, ask me, me anything. Yeah, I like an ask. Oh, no, no, ask in a box. Ask in a box. If you yeah. Watch the, uh, uh, what is love episode of Ask in a Box? Nyan says it's not that she she's slow. She just needs Jonghyun's help. Oh, because <laughs> <laughs> Jonghyun and her are roommates, and usually Jonghyun helps her with almost everything and anything. Ah. <laughs> So, I mean, Momo has a cute personality, um, but I feel like, uh, you know, behind the scenes, she's quite the, she's quite the, the hard, she's de- definitely the hardworking type. And you've seen that from 16. And I didn't notice, I didn't realize how, from 16 and then from other stuff, how like, uh, what's the word? Like, strange isn't the right word, but willing to do eclectic things that like Jonghyun does. Um, obviously she has the short hair, but like in 16 where she's like, she'll get like weird with it. Like she'll get like, you know, she did that Lady Gaga applause, (laughs) I believe it was. And I was just like, wow, she's, she'll do it. And then obviously I think it's TT where she like, she does a little robot, uh, dance, I guess. Um, she's like willing to just like kind of play the role, you know? Which yeah. I really like, and I it just it's just things that I feel like my my perception of them is being slowly 
changed. <laughs> yes. And I can only give you that credit, seriously, because I, otherwise I probably wouldn't. Have <laughs> I, I don't know. I just, I'm getting, I'm getting there with the girl concept, but you I just like, I like them. You need to uh, get to twice TV five. That's probably twice TV five. When season, when you get to season five, you don't have to watch one, two, three, and four. But season five will get you to fall in love with them even. Trust. Well, so I guess what's been your favorite era for them so far? Twice, t- well, like song era or? Uh, song era. Uh, I honestly, to be honest with you, I say feel special. Okay. Era. There's, uh, you could tell that there's change in their music and, and in an interview that I've done with them, which is to be released yes! uh, in a couple of days. Yes. Chewy even said it that it is has become a challenge for them to perform songs that are becoming more relatable to everyone. Um, Why is that? To be honest, I I think it's that they just want to exceed the expectations, per se, um, of the audience, and and make sure that they they pretty much just exceed their expectations for themselves as well as for their fans. And deep down inside, when I read that answer, I was like, girl, you guys don't even have to do anything. You guys are literally a household name in Asia. And and, and for you to, to bring that pressure upon yourselves, like it must be, it's definitely a lot, but at the same time, anything you put out is gold. But I'd, I'd say with the feel special era, there's so many things there's so many entry points to why this song, this era itself is so meaningful. Um, not because this this song slaps, obviously, but <laughs> the timing of it was with, you know, Mina just uh, announced uh, Mina was on hiatus because yeah. he was diagnosed with uh, severe anxiety disorder. And then the song itself, the lyrics for an upbeat song, they have really deep lyrics um you're talking about being lost and 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 um not feeling significant but having people around you and having yourself to make you feel special um is i don't know it, it it's an emotional song it really yeah. is um and i think that's why i like it cuz it shows maturity and growth with twice it's interesting that Chewie said that it's getting difficult to perform songs where it's more relatable. Is it but like where it's like do they feel like they're exposing more of themselves sort of thing? I think it's more of uh, to be honest. Um well she said like she's noted that noticed that the lyrics are becoming more relatable, which is making them tougher to perform. Um, and I think it's because the lyrics itself of Feel Special are very sentimental. And it's just that you get that clashing of an upbeat song, mm. have deep lyrics. It's like, how do you convey those feelings in your performance? So it becomes I a challenge. See. So I think that's what she meant. It is an interesting song. Uh, now that you say it, like, it's it's deeper, kind of like solemn lyrics in a little bit. Like, you make me feel special, that's great. But like, but like you at the core didn't feel special at first so like but then it's like this upbeat like you're saying and yeah. the tune i feel like the melody is very uh uh like whimsical is the wrong word ethereal is the wrong word but it's like not even like creepy i don't know it's just like a it's like an interesting melody that kind of leaves you thinking i guess oh yeah you know of course because um when when i i actually saw i watched the the, the music video released uh, when it came out and right. I, you know, I wanted to dive into the lyrics first before, no, actually, no, I watched the visuals first then I read the lyrics, but when Mina showed up, you know, as a fan or, or as a follower or, or, or listener of twice, when you see Mina on screen after not seeing her for like almost four months, yeah. it becomes an emotional thing. And then her lyrics are, I just want to hide. I didn't want to face the world as if everything has lost meaning as if I've lost meaning. I just sat there still like, like yeah. you just want to cry, but like the song, yeah. a beat, like how do you portray that on stage? Yeah. But, and then you had the pre-chorus where it's like Momo and Chewie saying, but you 
then you appeared before me with a warm smile. Everything's all right. You know, you from nobody, somebody, I become very, I become a very special me. So right, it's it becomes like a, this this clashing of loneliness and togetherness, um, mm. and that's and and twice throughout this uh, promotion, they have been promoting the, the the theme of always together, and you get that feeling because mm. nine or none with them, no matter what promotions they were wow. doing with the concerts that they were doing, even when they were on tour here in the states and Mina wasn't here, they always left a space for her. They always made sure that her spirit was present. Fans had her light stick color on. Right, um, right. And it was just, it was like all those feelings came together and you see it on that moment in that music video and just like, yeah. it's an emotional roller coaster. And, and then when you, when she makes these unannounced appearances, such as like yeah. Anne Mead and now with the Japanese tour, uh, the Japanese leg of Twice Lights, it's, it's like, holy crap! How do you deal with this? <laughs> you know, right, right. And, and so when she meaning, yeah, go ahead, go ahead. No, no problem. It's a, it's a, it's a meaningful experience for a fan and also for Twice themselves. I went to the LA concert and I think it was Jonghyun that that started crying when they were talking about Mina. Um, and when she came out uh, at the fan meet, um, what was your reaction? <sighs> Honestly, um, there was actually there's two performances. Uh, there are two fan meets, one at one one p.m. and one at six p.m. I got a ticket for the six p.m. one, knowing you know usually the last shows are the best shows, and that's when mm. you know pe- some sometimes you see celebrities or their family in the audience. Um, mm. um, then I I already got word. Uh, I was reading on Twitter that what their costumes were, and and then Mina was present. But when I when I read Mina was present, I had goosebumps in me. Cause this whole time, I I've seen twice seven times within the last year, and Whoa. a lot, a lot of times, Mina was there, and then the time the the time that they have their U.S. stop in my backyard at the Prudential Center, Mina is mm-hmm. there. Um, so then when she popped out at the 6 p.m. show, and she actually wore her costume, which was an angel costume, and I saw her. I was like, holy crap, she's really here. And I was, I felt, it was an emotional roller coaster. Like, you were so happy, but at the same time, you were so happy you wanted to cry. I didn't want to mm-hmm. cry. I don't cry. I really don't cry. But I was very happy to see her. And at the same time, I was worried. I was like, is she okay? Like, is, is she sure that she wants to be here? Like, you know. Mm-hmm. But throughout the show, you could tell um, all of the members were caring of her. They held her hand. You know, they walked with her. Um, they made sure she was okay. She was, They were dancing with her. They were making her feel comfortable. And, you know, slowly as time went by, she was, she was smiling. And she was waving back. She was blowing kisses. And it was such a refreshing feeling to see. And Right. You know, during during the talking ments and during the games, she wouldn't take part of it, which is totally understandable. You know, she would just be actually be in the sides. Um, she would only come out for the song performances. And I mean, that's totally fine with us, you know. Um, if she doesn't want to talk, she doesn't want to talk. I mean, anxiety could do that to you. You get stage fright. So, um, but I think what hit home the most was towards the end when everyone, when there was the fan event, which was a special video that, that was done by Once, a surprise mm. video, and an event where paper planes were being thrown at the stage um, towards the members. And they had a message mm. to them. And, you know, everyone was already getting pent up and emotional, um, saying their ments. Everyone already said their ments. Uh, mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden you see Mina and and and, and she's, she's in between... Uh, Chihyo and Nayeon and Nayeon's holding her and and Chihyo's like you know patting her and you could tell she was contemplating and saying something she wanted to say something so like it, it gave her a couple of seconds and all of a sudden Mina spoke and she was calling out once she's like once thank you and everyone bawled 
Oh, I'm tearing up right now. Oh my gosh. <laughs> That's when I lost it. I was like, oh shit. I'm crying. Oh. Like I was, I, it was, it was such an emotional moment. Cause like it was so natural. Cause you saw the members literally run to her and then like everyone was crying. You know, Momo who doesn't, Momo who doesn't cry at all. She had her, she had sunglasses on, but you could, she was not facing, she was all the way in the back facing like the, the back of the stage. And she was, you could tell she was crying. Uh, Jordan was crying. Everyone was crying. And then like, oh. even the guy, the, the male ones who were like surrounding me were crying. They were like calling out, they were like saying, thank you. And I love you back. Like everyone was chanting, I love you. So they were like, so everyone everyone in that arena was yelling it back and you know at, in between it you hear Mina is thanking her members too she was like member you know to my members thank you so much too and then but now that I saw a fan cam in the past like you hear so you hear like you hear the members sobbing man there oh. it was a, such an emotional moment yo oh, I'm about to go watch this <laughs> it's actually somewhere in my story like I got a uh, a part of it where like she she was just crying and everyone just hugged her i mean it was it was it was such an emotional roller coaster everyone who left that venue felt so wholesome like uh like their hearts were just bursting because it was such a moment like that was i can't even describe i was just very happy to be there Yeah, yeah, that's like a beautiful moment. Because I, you know, that made me realize that I'm definitely in this fandom for good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And to support that, that kind of support system, that's that's in com- that's you can't compare that. You really can't Mm-mm. compare that with Mm-mm. with whatever's going on with with groups these days. I mean, this is, I mean, this is that definitely takes the it's the cherry on top for me that moment oh man everything low-key not even gonna lie i got so i'm like sitting here like i teared up like three separate times (laughs) that makes me want to go watch it i'm certainly going to go watch it uh wow after this i was not expecting that i i definitely was not expecting your favorite member (laughs) you know what yeah you know what i will say uh you know in watching um uh 16 stuff and then like some of their um, music video commentary and also like i watched some ask in a box stuff as well for some reason I, she just like she i don't know maybe it's because of everything i've just i'm like paying more attention to her but um i definitely was like oh she has a nice like she's very she's very self-reserved and composed very observed <laughs> yeah yeah eloquent yes yes she has like an aura that's very like graceful about her yeah um and i definitely got that and so and i definitely was paying attention to her and like how she the way I don't know it's just interesting it's interesting you kind of can see not that you can see like you can see that she's like you said reserved maybe shy a little bit um so it's interesting I I, and I hope that I don't know I I guess I was gonna say I hope that she can you know maybe get to the point where she can do those things again but at the same time it's like I just hope that she she's able to do what makes her happy yeah and you know satisfy you know herself and ultimately you know does what's best for her mental health um because that's what really matters but that's awesome that you got to experience that wow yeah wow i was not expecting to cry at that fan event but when i found out she was there i was like tears might and they did (laughs) wow wow okay you got me you got me i'm gonna you got me (laughs) cheese kimbap and she's yeah. like yeah 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 that's an epic moment that yes and you sent it to me you're like this is where you start start here all together um but thank you lie thank you so much for sharing that story with us and your stories of interviews as well i hope one day you get to interview twice in person should they come <laughs> in person in person uh that would probably be I tell this. I tell this to myself all the time. If my debut stage was day six, my first win would be twice. Mm, oh, that's a good way to put it. Yeah. What would be your day song? Your day song. My day song. Yeah. I think it would be twice. Twice still. <laughs> I, I guess interviewing twice at build would be my day song. Mm, okay. Okay. 
knock on wood, knock on wood, knock on all types of wood. If you're listening to this, (laughs) it's going to happen. Okay. I can't wait for it to happen. It'll be so fun. You have to Um, New York if it does. Yo, if it does happen, I'm flying out to New York. I might. uh, Yeah, we'll see. I'll fly out to New York for it. We can work something out. Oh, thank you. Yes. If you want to play for my flags. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Um, yeah, that'd be fun. But yeah, thank you so much for, for talking with me. Um, do you uh, have anything? I know well, if you guys want to go follow her on um, Twitter and Instagram, you can follow her at L-A-I-F-R-N-C-S. Um, and then do you have anything else that you want to promote? I have a twice interview coming out of Pop Crush. <laughs> Yes. Yeah, that's coming out yes. in a few days. I don't know when this is coming out, but it's coming out in a few days. Okay, this will be out tomorrow. So oh, November yes, it'll be 5th. out before then. Spoiler November twice interview coming out. Yes. You should go you guys should go check out her tomorrow uh magazine interview yes. with AT's and Holland. And Holland. You right. Grab both right. copies right now. It will change your life. The pictures will. I don't know about my writing, but the pictures Okay. The content is No. <laughs> the content is great. I need to go order it right now, but Thank you so much for taking the time out of your day and your jet lag. Um, unfortunately, I'm sorry you're going through that. She just got back from Seoul, so uh, I wish that was me. But um, thank you for taking the time out. And if you guys want, you guys can always DM me at E-M-I-H-A-Y-D-E-L um, just to suggest any topics or if you want to be a part of the small, quaint, but nice discord that we have for this podcast. So thank you guys for listening. Thank you, Lai. Thank you, everyone. We'll see y'all next week. Thanks. Bye. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.